Yevamos, Perik Vav, Mishnah Dalad 6.4. This Mishnah details whom a Kohen Gadol may marry. The Pasuk in Vayikra Chafalaf, Pasuk Yodalad says, Almana Ugrusha, a widow or a divorcee, es elelo yikach. These he, the Kohen Gadol, may not marry. Which means that in addition to Ugrusha, a divorcee, which every Kohen may not marry, the Kohen Gadol also may not marry an Almana, a woman who has been widowed from her previous husband. Therefore, the Mishnah says, Kohen Gadol Yisai Almana, a Kohen Gadol may not marry a widow, Bein Almana Minhe Irisin, or Bein Almana Minhe Nesuin. That's true whether she was widowed after Nesuin, meaning a conventional regular marriage, or even after Irisin, meaning that her previous husband, let's say, gave her the ring, she accepted it, but before they completed the marriage by having Chopa, Nesuin, etc., he died, leaving her as a widow. That's enough of an almana, a widow, that would prohibit a Kohen Gadol from marrying her. Furthermore, V'lo yisa es ha-bogeres. He may not marry a bogeres. A bogeres means a mature girl. In the life cycle of a woman, she has essentially three halachic phases. The first is until she's what called bas mitzvah, meaning that she is, reaches um, her 12th birthday um, and also begins puberty, as indicated by having two hair is growing on her body. So then she transitions from being a katana, a child, to being a na'ara, uh, intermediate stage. After six months of being a na'ara, according to many Rishon, and I'm explaining over here, then she becomes a bogeres, a um, mature girl. So here we're saying that the Kongadal may not marry a bogeres, meaning a girl more than 12 and a half months old, assuming that she hit puberty already by her 12th birthday. Uh, and the reason for that really is also a pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'hu isha bivsuleha yikach. He asked to take a girl when she's still um, young. Bivsuleha means that she still essentially has um, her hymen intact, which is indicative of her being um, not fully matured yet. So once she um, becomes older, more mature, and then that is reduced by natural course of events, so then, as she matures, so then she no longer is considered to be Bibsuleha, and therefore she becomes forbidden, says Tanakama. They say, no, she could marry, he, the Kongadal, could marry Bogeris. Unlike the Tanakama who holds the, the first chose the expression Bibsuleha instead of Bisula, simply a woman who was never married before, um, or been with a man before. So we are focused on this actual intactness of that hymen, the Bisulim. So Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Shimon say, listen, um, as long as they're partially there, they're sort of there, and that's sufficient. Halacha is like Tanakama, which means indeed when she's Bogera, six months after hitting maturity and after a bar mitzvah, 12, is 12 years old, she becomes ineligible to marry a Kohen Gadol. More than that, says the Mishnah, Lo Esmukas Eitz, a woman who had been injured by a tree. But it means anytime she suffered an injury that would um, damage her basulam, the hymen, so then um, it's not there anymore. It doesn't matter that she never was married before or, or otherwise been with a man. It doesn't make a difference. The point is, if they're not in place and the Pasuk requires bivsula, with the yes being in place, she becomes forbidden to marry the Kohen Gadol. What happens is the Mishnah, if Eris Esalmana, a regular Kohen, who's not a Kohen Gadol, because remember, every Kohen Gadol started out being a Kohen. So you have a regular Kohen, a Kohen Hediot, that Eris Esalmana, he gets, does Erisin, like betrothed, but it's just the first step. Um, you can call it engaged if you want. I haven't got a better word in English. Um, to an almana, to a woman who's a widow. 
And then, v'nismana lios kongadol. And then he's appointed to being the kongadol. So what now? May he continue on and marry this woman fully, bring her into his house? Or since they didn't complete the marriage yet, and now he's a kongadol, and she's an almana, a divorce, a widow, so then it should be forbidden. The mission says, yichnos. No, he may bring her in, meaning he could continue to go to stage two of marriage, and they could be regular husband and wife, even though she is an almana, because they were in, call it engaged, they had Kedush and Erison prior to him becoming Kohen Gadol. This is also based on a, on a Pasuk. The Pasuk in Vayikra, Chaf Aleph, Pasuk Yudal, it says, Ki im besula me'amav yikach, isha. Um, he may only marry a besula, a virgin me'amav from his people, may he take isha as a wife. Now, the word isha is ostensibly superfluous, it's clearly in the context of the verses, even without the context, could say, Kim Basula Yikach, he should take a woman from his you know, from the people as his his wife. No need to mention the word Isha. And therefore the Drush is that expert Isha tells you he's able to take a woman as his wife who already was his wife in a certain scenario, and that's this case here, where she was already his wife in as much as they had done Arison already. They can consummate that marriage and she can become married to him in full with her Nasuin, even after he becomes the Kohen Gadol. In fact, Umaisa, this actually happened once, Yoshua bin Gamla, with the famous Rabbi Yoshua bin Gamla. We've seen Rabbi Yoshua bin Gamla before in Mesechus Yuma, where he was the one who paid for the conversion of the tablets that were used for the lottery that had been made of wood, um, one saying La Zazel, one saying La Shem, to make them being out of gold. And even more importantly, and more famously, Yoshua bin Gamla is the one who instituted um, the practice of public schooling for all Jewish boys, um, he lived in the first century of the Common Era, and really that was transformational, of course, so he deserves a lot of credit for that. And by the way, he also was um, one of the main leaders of in the run-up to the um, the Horban. He was a, a, a moderate against the the Zealots and so on, so he was all around a great guy. Um, and here we see that he actually, Shakita um, Shismarsa Bas Baisus, he got... Uh, Kedushin, like he got engaged, betrothed to Martha Basbaisus, she was a widow. And Martha Basbaisus was a rather rich, rich woman. Baisus, a very famous wealthy Jew, one of the oligarchs, if you will, of the uh, late Second Temple period. And she paid the king, historically, it seems to be Agrippa II. Um, the Chazal mentioned Yanai, who was not the same person, but in any case, um, she paid the king, wherever he was, to appoint him to be the Kongadol, as was common practice in the time of later time of Bayasheni. Uminahu Hamelech Lios Kongadol, and in fact, the king, Agrippa II, did appoint um, him to be the Kongadol. Now, they had only had Arison, they hadn't yet had Nesuin. And nevertheless, Uchansa. And nevertheless, as the Mishnah, he continued to marry her. So you see, this is the president of the fine Jew, Yoshua Mangamla, who did many great things for the Jewish people, getting engaged as a Kohen Hediot, engaged, meaning Arison, to a widow, and then after becoming Kohen Gadol, still marrying her. So that's the president, and that's the halacha. In contrast, Shomeris Yava, if you have a woman who is now, she's a widow because her husband died, good old-fashioned Yubim here, and let's say Shimon, the brother who married Rachel, the woman, Shimon died, he died, Reuven, I'm sorry, I forgot what I said, again, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Reuven marries Rachel, 
and then Reuven dies childless, so then Rachel now falls to Shimon for Yibum. If they're both Kohanim, so that's what's happening here. They're both Kohanim Hediotos. They're not, neither one's a Kohan Gadol yet. Um, so then what Shimon is supposed to do is do Yibum with Rachel, or he could do Chalitz, of course. But before he does the Yibum, Venismana Lios Kohan Gadol, he gets a point to be the Kohan Gadol. So now Shimon is the Kohan Gadol. His Yavama is, of course, an Almana, because she, that's what made her Yavama. She's a widow. Even if he had previously done Mimer with her. Mimer, of course, is very much analogous to Erison, of course, but it's only rabbinic in nature. So Midorais, they're not married, she's not yet Isha, and the Pusik, which let the Kohangadol marry his Arusa, is because of that word Isha, Ikach Isha, his wife, and this is not his wife yet, only rabbinically kind of like his wife. Therefore, Herezel Yichnos, the Mishnah says he, the Kohangadol now, may not marry, meaning do Yibum with the Yavama. Instead, he'll only have to do Chalitza. Similarly, says the Mishnah, Kohen Gadol Shemes Achiv, if you have a Kohen Gadol um, whose brother died, and therefore the brother's the brother's wife, the widow, now falls to Kohen Gadol, of course, we're not going to do Yibum. Instead, Cholet Abem, the din will be, he does Chalitza, he has to do Chalitza, and he may not do Yibum. The basic chiddush there being that even though um, the prohibition of marrying your brother's wife is a, is a karas usually, but that's going to be um, set aside through the mitzvah of yibum, and the prohibition of a kohen gadol marrying an alman is just a, a, a mitzvah ase, so it's less, much less severe. Nevertheless, the rules of yibum permitting an otherwise forbidden marriage only apply in the very narrow context of the one iser of marrying your brother's wife when necessary, but it doesn't relax any other isurim, like for example, the isur of the Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana, and therefore the Kohen Gadol may not do Yibum, he has to do Chalitza.